Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is an artist, educator, adventure seeker, and nature lover. But most of all, she's a learner. She's a teacher by trade and has recently started a journey back to her roots. She also enjoys time creating, with her most recent focus being on salves, tinctures, and tonics. These medicines are created in her kitchen with plants from her garden and from her foraging adventures. Combining these loves with her intuition has been amazing. She lights up when she talks about it. Hi, everybody. Today, our guest is Carrie Stoltz. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for coming on this ride. Well, I'm a little nervous, but we're going to see how it goes. Okay, cool. So can you tell everybody about yourself? Well, I was born and raised here in Moncton. Um, I've lived here most of my life. Uh, I've taught for the past 16 years, but two years ago, I decided that I needed to take a little bit of a break. So I took a leave of absence, and I've been supply teaching because, well, you still need to have an income. But I've gotten some side projects in that I was really excited about. I started taking a foraging class, and that just came out of nowhere. I shouldn't say nowhere. It started with, hmm, I would like to be spending more time in the woods, and I would like to learn more about what we have around. So I, for my birthday, had purchased myself some guides but then had no idea how to read the guides. It was really <laughs> enthusiastic. It was like, woohoo, I have guides, but then wasn't even sure how I was translating them. And my birthday's in July, so I just kind of sat with it. And then by December, it was, you need to you need to take a course. And the course I wanted was a medicine-making course. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I was really excited about it. So I went looking and trying to decide where to do that and how to do that is not a very linear concept. So <laughs> I am looking everywhere and finally find this course that just keeps coming up. And the, the person who does this course, she was just so genuine and she was just so friendly and welcoming that I decided that I would sign up for her medicine making course. And then I got in there, and there was also a foraging course, which is really how everything had started. Oh, perfect. So I decided that I would do both courses, but I'm there with no money. So I have that moment where I'm like, this is not the best choice, uh, but I couldn't give up that opportunity. So last year, I did the foraging course. It was an online course. And this year, I've been working on the medicine-making course, and the things I get to learn are really astounding to me, actually. Do they speak to your soul? Like There's or... moments where it does, but when I was little, 
well, I say a little, but my whole life, everyone in my life, we've spent time in the woods. I have very vivid memories of getting Mayflower bouquets with my grampy or going to collect tea berries or harvesting um, fiddleheads or going fishing. Like we spent a lot of time in the woods and we spent a lot of time um, harvesting what was out there that we knew about. Okay, what was safe to eat? What was safe to eat? What was interesting? Okay. And and it kind of all linked back to my great grandmother. She knew a lot about oh. this environment. So there was a lot of things that way, and uh, it just seemed like it just seemed like there was magic there that I hadn't seen for a long time. Oh, nice. So it was accessing kind of that magic and that wonder that you have when you're little and walking through the woods. It comes back. I get excited about finding that there's hawthorn on a trail that yeah, we walked yesterday. Right. And and to know how that can support people and how it supports the environment. I like that. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One One of the things you were telling me that I find interesting is that intuitively people will live by the plants they need to support their health and I thought holy cow lots of people need liver support with all the dandelions in this well and it's funny I've only found out that that was an older theory and some people still believe it but what I had noticed is that as I learned about the plants and what they were used for so I'd be in people's yards and I'd be like, oh, they've got some self-heal. Oh, they've got some yarrow growing. Oh, they've got dandelions and they have this. And I'm going, well, wow, that kind of speaks to what that person requires. So then I kind of started paying attention to what do I know about the person I, I that lives here and what do I see in their space? And often I would see things that melded so perfectly with how that person needed to support, it was really kind of amazing. Yeah, I imagine it would, because then you'd be walking around, ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what people don't like? Hey, you need this. <laughs> but plants are so patient. They just stand there waiting. We're here. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Smiling at you. Yeah. Yeah. Supporting you, even if you don't want to be supported, because we have pollen. or We have energy. We're right here. Mm. Even people will say, you know, I feel this. And I look down and there's the plant that helps support that. Sometimes you're even wow. just drawn to that space. Wow. But that's what I find. I'm curious as to what other people find who, who've done this kind of work, but I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you are detailed. You will do the math and you also are somebody who picks up on the vibration of people, how they're doing emotionally and energetically and and physically without even trying. It's like you look at a puzzle and the puzzle's already done. It's always been that way, Heather. And I I didn't know that. For the longest time, I had no idea that that was happening. Mm. So I would be inundated with this information that I didn't realize other people weren't necessarily processing. Once you figure out that that's actually happening to you, it, it takes a little bit of time to adjust. I'm sure. But I think that everything has an energy signature. So, yeah, I'm getting information from people, but I'm curious as to whether I get the same information from plants as well, if, if that's why I've noticed those pieces. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure. I think I need a little more time to let my critical brain wrap its mind around those things. Because, well, you know, when I'm like, (laughs) there's my intuition piece and then there's my critical brain. They often like fight it out. Well, that's okay. I think we have that happening in a large part of the population. Oh, I don't know. It's curious to me how you were basically led back to your root. It's curious to me that you've always been in the woods your whole life and yet kind of repeating the pattern of your grandmother, but in a more structured way between going back and learning the more than just, oh, there's the name of that plant. It strikes me that probably your grand was making medicine without knowing she was making medicine. My guess is probably. And her living room was chocker block full of African violets, which I've learned because are really finicky plants, but beautiful. And when my mom talks about her, my mom will say she couldn't cook at all. Oh, <laughs> and, goodness. But she had a green thumb. Food. We're going to shift gears. Mm-hmm. Like the podcast called Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers. But there's mm-hmm. multiple ways to get intuition. It's not just those four things. What? How does yours come in? It really comes in as just a knowing. I just have information that I'm not sure how it got there. And a lot of the times I even question whether I've made it up or if it's actual information. Now, through trial and error, I found out a lot of the times it's very accurate. (laughs) When it just happens, I find myself, I can be really logical and I find myself fighting with it. That doesn't make sense. Why do you think you know that? Why is that happening? Why are you responding to that because of something you feel? I'm doing it less now. Good, yay! Yeah, I'm doing it less, but that took some pretty intense, not nice lessons to make me go, oh, wait, I, I did know that. I did read that situation correctly, or I have often a knowing, but sometimes I also have dreams and I don't get those as often, but when I get them, they are very clear and very specific about what's going on. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you just go, what the heck is that? When I dream, it's never about the right people. And I think that's by design. Well, for me, I don't get anything that clearly, but I do separate between when I'm getting information about a situation for me. And at other times, I have people come to me in my dream so there are two separate separate types of dreaming for me there's one that's kind of it's not as clear there's more symbolism to it it's often mine it's me processing and then there's another one where people will come to me in a dream like dead people or people you know what i have very few times dreamed of people who were passed away Mm -hmm. It's often people who are living that either need some kind of healing or want to talk to me but can't have that conversation. One person, it's because they they physically don't speak. So they came to me to have this conversation. I was surprised to see them there and then more surprised when they opened their mouth and started speaking to me. Uh But they had a conversation that they wanted to have with me. And um, it's really interesting because seeing this person... After the dream? Yeah, how'd that go? 
there's a change. They know I know. I know that sounds crazy. No, it's lovely. But it is. It is what it is. Like, that is my life, and that's how things play out for me. Yeah, that is lovely. I mean, imagine the healing that could happen. You know, wonder if that happens to others. Kind of cool. Oh, I think it does. It happened. I think it had been happening for a really long time. So now I have to kind of give the parameters of I need this many hours of solid sleep to myself. (laughs) And then if anyone needs anything, feel free to make it during either the beginning of my sleep cycle or the end of my sleep cycle. Just I don't want the whole evening to be doing work because I was waking up really tired. Yeah. But once I put those parameters on things, it, it helps. That's probably something a lot of people need to hear or maybe process in terms of you can have healthy boundaries with your, with energy. Yeah. And, and different forms of intuition in, in a sense, because those would be, oh, is that intuition or is that energy? Yeah, anyways, whatever. It's, yeah, people can figure that out for themselves. I think I deal a lot with energy yeah. and sometimes it gives me an insight into something, whether you want to call that intuition, some people, I guess, would. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's it's pretty energy-based. Neat. Like, has there been a situation where you were rewarded greatly for listening to your intuition? I am sure there is. I cannot think of one at this exact moment. You ask me at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'll have an answer for you. <laughs> So if I think of the joy you have when you get in the woods with a dog Mm -hmm. and get to do kind of innately what you've been drawn to do. It's joy. And I guess maybe that's part of my issue is that I try to see things as an adventure and I try to take joy from all things. So have I been rewarded? Yes. Can I give you a specific example? No. No. I think I'm rewarded a lot Mm -hmm. by the people that I have around me, by the situation that I currently get to live in, the fact that I could take some time off of work and was able to supply teach for two years. Like that in and of itself has its own kind of reward. Don't get me wrong, It's it, it was hard fought. It was logical brain fighting intuition. Intuition saying, you need to back up for a little bit, logical brain saying, but you have a good job and a good salary and a good this and a good that. And it was, yes, I do. But now I need this for a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess the past two years have been a great experience. But it was a hard-fought fight with my intuition. And sometimes a hard-fought fight with people who love me. What are you doing? Um, I'm just not going to go to work. How's that? I think there's a balance at all times, right? Like, you get the payoff. But sometimes you got to put in that work in the beginning. Right. I remember you sharing a few stories of people in the hall going, but, but you're a full-time teacher. What are you doing substituting? And then the pennies were dropping like, oh, you don't have report cards. You're a teacher. Oh, you don't have administration stuff. Oh, oh, wait. How do I do that? (laughs) Oh, I I don't know if I could do that. And many years ago, there is an amazing, crazy, intelligent woman that I've had the opportunity to work with 
who was doing a deferred. So, and when you teach, sometimes you can take money off of your salary during the time that you're working so that it covers a salary for when you're not working. So you can take like six months off Mm -hmm. if you put in so much time. And she was doing that in really quick succession. She would, it's all the two over three. So over two years, she'd get six months off in the third year, which is a really big cut when you're looking at the end of the day paycheck. Yeah. And I remember looking at her and saying, I couldn't afford that. And very sweetly, gently, calmly looked at me and said, well, you choose not to afford that. And at the time, I thought, you don't know me. Like, you don't know who, you don't know me. But I respect this woman so much that I'm like, okay. So I took it. And then on this side of things, I have people saying, well, I I can't afford that. I, I can't afford to take time off. I can't. And I think to myself, it's your choosing not to do that. Yeah. So it's echoed back. Yeah. Like, I hear oh, her. Cool. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I've had the same experience when I quit the corporate and came to this. The salary, you know, I retired. So I was taking money from my RSPs and used that money to go back to school. And my shopaholic spent a lot of money and time in retail land, got happy with grocery shopping. So the, the actual amount that I spent in time and money out there in retail land dropped significantly because I actually was happier. I found that, but it wasn't that easy of a process for me. It was moments where I'm like, I'm just going to find something else to do because I'm not going to run out and be mass consumer of something because I'm looking for something to do. Mm. So for me, it took a little bit of recognizing that about myself first. And once I recognized that, it was able to like, well, I, I don't want to do that. So like, let's back up here and... Let's do something else. I would say finding something in the woods that you can introduce to somebody that you love as a food or a medicine is as good a high. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. By the look on your face, a better high. It is a better high. (laughs) It is. I just felt that was too cheesy to say. (laughs) And I've been one of those people who've been in the woods with you, and you light up as soon as you do that connection of teaching which I find interesting because that's the career choice you made yeah but as soon as you go into let me share this information I've got love it about this you're just like glittery yeah I love it well sometimes I can share with you something and for you in particular I know that if I share it with you it might not be yours but you're going to run into the person who needed to know that right Right. And that's what I love. I love is you have so many people that you're in contact with that are looking for certain things. You were describing a plant that was all about PTSD and and trauma before this podcast. And I immediately went to, oh, we've we've just as a city went through trauma five years ago. Right. And yet there's these cool plants that are just sitting here waiting energetically even to support us is what my head does but yeah absolutely um, it's but here. then we turn around as a society and stomp on or picked or well, do I something think, damaging I think to part you. of what we don't realize with plants is that when we I'm not saying that you should look at plant 
medicine specifically and completely turn your back on Western medicine. There's a time oh, and there's no. a place for but everything. But even just walking in the woods more as a society would help us. I oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I think that what happens in that regard is that people don't realize it took you time to develop whatever it is you're concerned about. So if you're looking at something natural like a plant, it's going to take it time to work. Mm. Like It's not the fast route. Plants don't work as magic bullets. You know, you have an infection and you need some kind of anti-something and it's got to happen very quick and you have got to go to your tongue. Now, the question is, how did it get to that state in you that you didn't see it before? Mm -hmm. You have that disconnection Mm -hmm. that you didn't see that you were either pushing yourself too much or something was not working well. Lowering the immune system. Yeah, we're so disconnected that we're not seeing when things start to go awry. Mm -hmm. If we could see where they start to happen, I think that plant medicine is an incredibly powerful ally. Mm -hmm. Prevention. It will work. Most of our medications are based Based on on plants. Yeah. I think we have it that will work for anything. It's just that do we have enough time to let the plant work? work? Sometimes we've let it go so long we don't have enough time to let the plant work. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, how did we let it go so long? Mm -hmm. And I think it's because we're disconnected in a big, big way. True enough. Okay, so now I'm going to go into a process that you put on my radar screen after the actor's studio questions. So, Woods or Beach? Can't pick that, Heather. That is not even a choice (laughs) to be made in my world. There are specific reasons you go to one, specific to the other, but you can't make that choice. (laughs) Lake or ocean? Ocean. Dog or cat? Nope. Can't do that one either. Staycation travel? Yeah, both of those. I think they both have their their merits. I'm not really good at uh, (laughs) I'm not really good at choosing. Can you tell I'm indecisive? Sweet or salty? Salty. Salty. Sour, savory. Savory. Winter, summer. Well, snowshoeing and swimming. If whatever one I can do both of those in. I want to snowshoe and swim. Music, silence. Silence. Day or night. Night. Favorite book. Well, for those of you who haven't been in my house, I have a wall of books. So favorite book is a really tough question. I'm gonna say A Fine Balance by Rokenton Mystery. Favorite smell. Apple blossoms or Mayflowers? Time you were most brave. Time I was most brave. Probably dealing with cancer. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Isn't it? Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, Go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. 
be part of our community.